Your podcast starts after this quick message from Clear. The average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for allergens and germs to get in your nose and body and wreak havoc. That is, unless you regularly clean your nose and sinuses. So for healthy breathing and a strong body, use Clear Nasal Spray. Clear is a natural nasal spray featuring xylitol, an ingredient clinically proven to work against bacteria and effectively clean, not just rinse, your nose. Clear Nasal Spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. In fact, in a recent study, researchers found that xylitol nasal sprays like Clear are just as effective as leading medicated nasal sprays. For better breathing, get Clear today. That's spelled X-L-E-A-R. You can find it at all major retailers, CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Sprouts, Whole Foods, and everywhere else. The Dr. Taz Show. The podcast. Dr. Taz. Superwoman Wellness. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Superwoman Wellness, where you know I'm determined to bring you back to your superpowered self. Joining me today is Jolene Hart. She's a health coach certified by the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, a former magazine beauty editor, and founder of the pioneering beauty coaching practice, Beauty is Wellness. She is the author of the best-selling Eat Pretty book series, which helps readers build a lifestyle that supports their beauty and health using nutrition and self-care, and the newly released Ignite Your Light, a guide to your personal energy uh, role in beauty, healing, and joy. And the heart of Jolene's work is her desire to empower women with knowledge of their own ability to shape their lifelong beauty and health with simple tools and habits. Welcome to the show, Jolene. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to be here. Well, we are speaking a lot of the same language. As I was saying when you were jumping on, uh, I have also just been about that connection between health and wellness and how we look and how we feel and ultimately what we're vibrating out there, right? That frequency, that energy, that light. And so much so that I've been one of those people that when I'm in a place of darkness, whether that's emotional darkness or I'm even looking at a painting. I remember going to LA and I can't remember the name of the museum, but staring at a painting, they were doing this exhibit of this painter who was incredibly emotionally disturbed and all his paintings were really dark. And I remember having this like feeling of just get me out of this room. I can't be around this. So I've always been drawn to light and I've always wanted to let light in. And it sounds like you're on that same path. So tell us a little bit about your story and how Ignite Your Light came to be, and we'll go from there. Absolutely. Well, my my original story, looking at the link between beauty and nutrition, came while I was working as a beauty editor, ironically, and I had had about a decade of skin issues, of cystic acne, of eczema, and as a beauty editor, I had that privilege of being able to test any beauty product I wanted, go to any dermatologist, see Madonna's facialist, <laughs> and in those years, I was struggling so much with my skin and could not find anyone who could help me find the root cause. There were tons of great products to put on my skin, but nothing was a fix. Um, and I was always looking for that source, that resource, that book even, you know, that was going to help me to understand what was going on in my body because I really knew my skin to be kind of a barometer of what was going on inside. And that led me to health coaching and as a journalist led me to interview tons of doctors in um, Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, genomics, like let's dig into what's going on here. Right. And that's where the Eat Pretty book series came from. Um, and I was happily, you know, sharing that information. And then um, in my life, there was a sudden um, chronic illness. So 
late stage Lyme disease. And I didn't find out for a number of years and had some extremely debilitating years of symptoms without diagnosis. Um, At the same time, as a beauty editor, I'm already exploring energy. Like energy is part of beauty, what makes us magnetic and attractive. And so energy was on my mind. And I started to feel um, disempowered in my treatment of Lyme. Like I felt like there was nothing I could do to help myself. And I started to realize, no, my energy is my ability to write my story. And in choosing my energy, I'm actually making physical changes to my body. I'm changing um, you know, my neurotransmitters, I'm changing the inflammation in my body, like the cytokines that are secreted. There's all kinds of things I'm actually changing as I shift my energy and as I choose again and again to, to extend that resilience. Yeah. And Night Your Light was kind of born from both of those things and also just feeling that our energy is our collective power to shift yeah. where we are right now as a country and as a world, you know, wanting to be able to do that in the last few years. Um, all of those ideas came together in Ignite Your Light. Oh my goodness, I love it. And I started reading this about a day ago and I'm I'm just beginning it. And I'm already resonating so much with what's in there. But what is that connection between how we look and energy? You know, for, for some people, you know what, I feel like when I talk about it, it's, it becomes this big kind of amorphous cloud of of stuff that people can't like latch into. But how would you... How would you best describe that? that, You know, the energy, the vibration, the frequency is so connected to how people perceive us and how we perceive ourselves. What is, have you been able to dial into that a little bit better? I think that I I see energy as the feeling that your presence conveys, but that feeling is kind of an alchemy of your thoughts, feelings, your food, movement, people, surroundings that are uniquely yours. So it's like your recipe Mm -hmm. um, and that, that is your energy and that shifts, you know, a hundred times a day if you let it. So much so. And a lot of times in practice, you know, when I'm seeing patients, I'll talk to them about like, I want to find the recipe, the recipe for you. I'll use that uh, language a lot. Like what is the right diet for you? What are the right nutrients for you? You know, what is the mind body shift you need to do? What is the best way to start that journey? I think people find that conversation incredibly overwhelming. They don't know where to begin. If you had to layer us from bottom all the way up, how would you sort of start that transition? If we are, if we really are trying to to move through to a higher energy level, to a better light, so to speak, how would we begin? I think it really just starts by observing and by noticing. And there is in the book, I reference kind of the observer effect where just by the act of noticing, you sort of start to get involved in your own energy and maybe even shift it. So um, as an observer, just watching how you respond to certain people, certain situations, maybe even certain foods shift your energy in a certain way. You know, just watching those patterns is a great way to start realizing that you have a choice and that you can in any moment um, choose to shift. And in the book, I talk about something as easy as instant shifts. So your list of little things, it could be habits, brewing a cup of tea, putting your feet in the grass for a few minutes, um, aromatherapy, that will help to shift your energy right back to where you want it to be when you've had something that that does bring you to an energy that you're, you're not happy with, you don't want to yeah. be, be. It can be an easy, as easy as just knowing your instant shifts and, mm. and observing and watching and recognizing, okay, I'm here. I don't want to be here, but I have the power to write this story. This is my superpower. Let me just shift for a minute and start again. And that's that's what resilience is. It's making that choice over and over again a hundred times. 
to shift your energy in a more positive direction, even when you're not in a situation you want to be in. That's essentially what you're saying resilience is. And I think that's something that we all need right now so much because even, you know, when we are approaching any topic right now, whether it is health, going back to work, going back to school, traveling, it is taking an incredible amount of resilience because everyone is being forced to pivot and to be very nimble and to be able to transition into different situations very quickly. And we know that for many people that triggers stress, but if we can now be in charge of that story, rather than feeling like that story is happening to us, then hopefully, you know, our energy doesn't get drained. And I think that's the biggest challenge is that energy often can get drained. Um, how do you, how do you tap into recognizing when your energy is drained? So many women I meet are so far beyond the observation phase. Like they can't observe what's going on with them because they're so tired or so fatigued or so checked out. You know, um, do they start with food? Is that the best place to start? I think it's different for everyone. And in Ignite Your Light, I outline 13 different, I call them energy influencers, but they're big areas of your life, like relationships, your mindset, the way you prepare yourself for the day, um, how you release energy that you can look at in your life. And I, I organize it by the times of day. So sunrise, daylight, sunset, and moonlight. So you can kind of put yourself into your own day and ref, you know, helps to reflect a little bit more on what are those patterns that are happening for you. And maybe it's as soon as you, um, you know, wake up for the day, you grab your phone and you read the news and you have, you know, spiking cortisol from the second you yeah. jump out of bed and you start to recognize that that's where things are going off for you. So you just create a whole new two or three minute way of waking up and then you set the tone for a new morning. But it helps to look at your own day and those, and those patterns if you can. I know it is hard if, you, if you're already in it. Definitely. And then when it comes to nourishing your beauty, your outward beauty, your skin, uh, things like that, where should people begin? Where should they start? Because it's all so interconnected, right? You can always go back to, to nutrition. But I yeah. think what we've been talking about with energy, it is yeah. so individual. So there are going to be foods that work for all of us. But it's not as easy as saying, Avocado and you're going to glow, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not as easy as that. You're looking really for nutrient density. Obviously you want to be feeding your body the best building blocks that you can. And it's not always going to be like that, but being able to feel empowered to make that choice more often and to know that what is going in is going to be a building block and helping your body to perform its best to repair, defend, you know, to renew those skin cells, to have skin cell membranes that lock in moisture better. All of those things are going to come from what you're choosing to put on your plate. Um, and then also how you digest is something that we always talk yes. about in terms of it's going yeah. in your mouth, but how, what's happening on the other end when you receive it, are you breaking it down and assimilating it? Well, um, that's going to be the other half of that. Those are those physical building blocks that you need. Um, Are there like five foods you would say every woman should be including in her diet uh, that we often forget about to nourish energy, but indirectly it nourishes skin too? Like I talk a lot about the fats. I don't know yes. sort of if you've just noticed a pattern across the board. I always try to have, um, you know, like when you create your plate, make sure you have some source of protein because that's going to be the building block of your skin, your hair, your nails. Make sure you have a source of healthy fat. Like you said, that's the that's going to be a building block of your hormones. Your skin needs that to retain moisture, you need that for energy. And then the rest of your plate, more than half, should be abundant produce, colorful, 
fruits and veggies for all of that plant fiber and all of those phytochemicals that have specific benefits for your skin, you know, whether it's UV defense or whether it's reducing allergic reaction. Like there's, there's so many out there that you can get just by the spectrum of food. And if you can remember those three things on your plate, whether you're ordering at a restaurant or at a buffet or cooking at home, that is a great foundation. And it also will help with your blood sugar balance too, if you've got the protein and the fat. And that's something that we don't talk enough about is our hormones and how they interplay when our blood sugar is that on that roller coaster all day, how that's affecting our skin as well. Definitely. Talk to us a little bit about that, because I think many people don't realize that relationship and you know, they will spend a lot of money on beauty products or beauty procedures, but not understanding how, you know, the, the tension of a given day or the stress of a given day may show up on the face. What do you see and um, what is that connection? I was totally there. And I just, I wish I had had that fundamental hormone education, you know, yeah. as adolescent or a teenager in my 20s that would have been so helpful and so whenever I work with a client or or in my messaging for my books I try to share just how empowering it is to understand how to eat for stable blood sugar and to recognize when you're on that roller coaster when you're feeling those cravings and they're they're ruling you and you're wondering why you're going from one sugary and simple carb snack to the next that you're on that blood sugar roller coaster and how that is so closely tied to you know, not being able to achieve your healthiest weight, to breakouts, to inflammation, to even moods where you just feel cranky and you feel hangry and Very issues with your periods. So all of those are, are interconnected with your hormones and, and can be helped, maybe not completely solved, but helped by something as simple as stabilizing your blood sugar with each meal. That's so true. I mean, you talked a little bit about PCOS and or you didn't say PCOS, I'm saying PCOS, but the cystic acne is as a hallmark often of PCOS, but that is so such an epidemic. And I think the reason it's an epidemic is because so many women are so stressed. And so that chronic stress will trigger the spike in insulin, trigger the spike in androgens, which then trigger the acne. Absolutely. And if we learn to manage stress and then didn't eat out of a stress response, but ate in a relationship that was a little bit more relaxed and probably those androgen levels wouldn't spike the way they're that we see them spiking. Absolutely. You talk a little bit about the energy of food and our relationship to it and how we eat it and how all that matters. Uh, give us a sense of that. Because sometimes, here's the other trap I see people make all the time. They're picking, they're picking the right foods, but they're eating on the run or you know, they're eating in the car or you know, they're fasting a whole bunch or things like that. How, how does how does the actual act of eating after you've maybe chosen the right foods for you and you're trying to do the right things, how does that impact how we look and how we feel and, and what happens to our energy? Yeah, this is something that I go into in Ignite Your Light because it is kind of like the next level of consciousness. Like you said, if you've chosen those right foods, now let's take it and peel back one more layer and look at no, first you can look at the energy of that food. So where was it grown? Under what conditions? How far has it traveled to get to you? Did it come from a farm next door or did it has it traveled two weeks and been in a warehouse and is it losing nutrients as it goes? But once you have those quality foods, look at, you know, what is your energy as you're preparing it? Are you readying your body by experiencing the smells and the sounds and savoring that process? And what's going on in your mindset? What is your food relationship? 
Um, and you may have even seen one of the studies that I referenced in the book that showed that your belief around the nutritional benefits of your food can actually shift the way your body receives it and the benefits that your body receives from that food, wow. um, which blows your mind and no. to me warrants much more exploration, but just a, a little peek at maybe what's going on in, in how we perceive our food and, and a lot of the, the negative self-talk, like when we eat something, do we say, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that, that was horrible for me. You know, or do we savor and enjoy the things that are treats that we're that we're you know wanting to to give ourselves? It doesn't have to be you're eating perfectly, but you are enjoying that process and giving that lovingly to your body. That really makes a difference in how you receive it. So interesting. It's like that study that showed that a hamburger on vacation has a completely different effect than a hamburger that you're eating maybe on a break at lunch or something like that uh, in your regular life because of the hormonal mix, your energetic mix, your stress response, all these other things. So fascinating. Yeah. Change those. Like we spend so much, you and I spend so much time on food, but like, you know, just those things will shift and change what's actually happening at a cellular level, you know, and I think that that to me, that's powerful because that's all you're, you're in control of that. Right. And that's very much in control of that. But, but that brings us to probably my next question. Like you talk about layers of consciousness and unpeeling those layers, you know, and going from maybe one level to the next level to the next, you know, what have you observed in that journey? Do people start with like, you know, the very physical, like, how do I live? How do I feel? I hurt here, that type of thing. This is what I need to eat. This is what I need to take. You know, where do they land? What sort of like grade, second grade and third grade and fourth grade of that? What are the next few levels for somebody out there who might be wondering or even thinking, well, I already take good care of myself. What, what are these two women talking about? Like, what are those next levels? I think we all start by thinking of beauty as what we put on our skin. What's our, what's your skincare routine? What lipstick are you wearing? And then you start to realize that so much of what you're seeing in the mirror is coming from what you're eating and your, your habits, your lifestyle. So that's definitely the next grade level. Um, and I think then looking at your energy, your energetic beauty. So what are you contributing to your relationships to the world around you, even to how you feel about yourself? day after day as you look in the mirror and have that dialogue that's the next level that's maybe level three and and I think you can go from there but there's certainly a big leap between topical products and then realizing that your lifestyle and what you're eating is really a big part of that beauty conversation and when you make that leap I think you're open to discussing so much more and to exploring so many other aspects of your life. That's amazing so what's your relationship to beauty nowadays? Would it what is your beauty routine? What do you do? Give us a sense of what your day looks like. You know, I've been working in the beauty industry for like 15 years now, and it's always been something where no matter what walk of life I meet a woman from, she's always excited to talk about beauty and my job. And I finally have realized, I finally have the context to understand it it is because beauty is an energy shift when you're taking care of your skin when you're cleansing away the day at night, you're releasing energy. Mm-hmm. When you're putting on that love color that makes you feel just like have a little pop of color, right right then and there, you're shifting your energy. And that's what I've always loved about it. And I finally understand now that it's a lot more than just, you know, putting on makeup to cover something up. It's it's being able to, to care for yourself in that way. And I think that's what makes it something universal that so many of us enjoy. I love that. That's a great way. It's a form of self-care that we don't have to apologize for, right? Like when you're, it's just accepted. You don't have to 
to get a sitter for or do all the other things that we often have to do when we're trying to take care of ourselves. Well, all of this is fascinating. I can't wait to get deeper into the book. Uh, the book is beautiful, by the way. I think it's just laid out so beautifully. Uh, if someone wants to get the book or connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? My website is joleneheart.com and you can find all of my social media and the books there and that would be a great place to start. Wonderful. Well, thank you for bringing us this amazing book and for joining the show and for everybody else. Thank you for joining this episode of Superwoman Wellness. Remember, we're on Spotify as well. So don't forget to rate and review it and share it with your friends. I will see you guys next time. Make sure you follow your light.